previously on Libel the Bible. In an attempt to draw a younger demographic, we spend a good chunk of time discussing 20-year-old operating systems. For good measure, Rusty discusses being old and dying. Speaking of death and dying, Yahweh! This time, he kills people with giant boulders. Joshua commands Yahweh to stop the sun. High on endorphins following his rock-throwing spree, Yahweh complies without hesitation. Joshua settles all family business by killing the heads of the five Canaanite families. He then spends much of the rest of his life commanding the Israelite army while conquering just about every Canaanite city. In all, he destroys 31 kingdoms. Scott, uh, what's this episode coming up now? And now, episode 61 of Libel the Bible. I thought I was going to come in hot, Scott, but I'm going to cool it. I'm going to cool my jets, and I'm going to save it for when we get to Joshua 13. Because I, I was all set. I was ready. But... Yeah, I think I think a lot of material is going to be left on the floor here, man. Like, you already like you already put it on the floor, man. You already took it out, and it's on the floor. All right, go again, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, you, you ejaculated all your good stuff all over the floor. Something, I don't know. So, uh... If uh, you guys experience some kind of like jarring interruption or a jarring transition, uh, I stopped recording, I deleted some shit, and then I restarted. Mm-hmm. So like the first 10 seconds are the original recording. Yeah. And but why, you don't care about and that. And why are you all over the place, man? What's going on with you tonight? <laughs> I don't know, man. I ate some candy. <laughs> it's not sitting right. <laughs> You're all sugared up or Woo! something. You got <laughs> So as I was saying, I got like all motivated to talk about Joshua 13 about something really? because I realized something, but uh, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it to, for when we get there. I mean, uh, unless we have nothing to talk about. Do we have anything oh, you to like talk a pre- about? like the preamble that we yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like what um, we usually do. I had a surprise brunch for my 80-year-old father yesterday. His birthday is in a couple of days, so I surprised him and I got to, you know. It's hard to find friends of an 80-year-old. Yeah. I hate to say it. It's, it was pretty difficult. So, yeah. I, but it's, his, his two siblings are both still alive because they're uh, because they're all dead, they're or because like you know people are just like crotchety and like don't want to deal uh, with anyone and dead, uh, moved on with their lives, you know, far away, or maybe not in the good enough health to come by. Mm-hmm. So, but I was able to get his, uh, his brother and sister. Uh, one's eighty two, one seventy eight. So they got the long life gene in that family. I'm thinking. I probably did a lot of shit to negate that. Yeah. Like, it's probably not going to be passed down to me, no. or it was to me, but it's not, like, going to last. I don't know. So that was interesting. That's interesting that that's, that's how you look at it, that it'll probably skip you. No, 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 no. No, I got it. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. I got the gene, uh-huh. but I've done so much shit throughout my life that I've negated any good effects of that as gene. A, as opposed to what? The clean living that your dad did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I don't know. Just saying, man. Yeah. And yeah, what are you saying, man? Maybe that's why you weren't invited, <laughs> man, because you say shit like that. <laughs> ah, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, he had fun. Yeah, he did. He was he was a crotchety. He was like, I don't want to go. I'm not going. I'm not going. And then my, my sister came up from North Carolina, so she was staying with him, and she had to like convince him to get into the car to come down to whatever it was she, he was coming down to. He knew something was up, so he was just being, yeah, he's yeah. being, being crotchety, I yeah. guess. Good word. Crotchety is a good word. Yeah. 
Does crotchety come from your crotch or from like crocheting? Because like old people crochet, you know? In their crotch. Maybe it's, uh, maybe crochet comes from crotch. Maybe the yawn, the balls of yawn sit in your <laughs> crotch while you're using those two sticks to. I gotta tell you, Scott. Do people crochet anymore? I'm starting to understand why we can't like hang on to that like 18 to 25 demographic. <laughs> <laughs> talking about crocheting. <laughs> well, in fairness, before that we were talking about like your 80 year old dad's like birthday party. All right, well, listen, it's it's, it's life, man. No, no, no. Listen, but, of course. Well, listen, you, if you subtract that this weekend, mm-hmm. like then I didn't have much of a weekend. Yeah, like no. my whole thing, my whole week was led, you know, planning this thing and right. getting the catering and all that right. shit. I didn't realize, like, you know, this was limited to just, like, our personal, like, lives. Could be, like, anything, you know, like, something you saw, like, in the news or maybe I don't, even, I don't know. I had nothing going on. I was, like, was laser-focused on this. Some pop so. culture, like, information. Yeah, this is why I don't offer up any st- anecdotes, man. Like, you don't know they, anything. They never pass You don't know anything you, about the Selena Gomez uh, feud with Hailey Bieber and uh, Taylor Swift I, being all in the middle? I thought they used to be mad, love. <laughs> Nah, apparently there's like a whole, people are unfriending people. What? It's a whole hot mess because Selena Gomez was defending Taylor Swift. Oh. That's right. But Hailey Bieber, you know, she's married to Justin Bieber, who is all like involved with Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez has always kept the flame for Justin Bieber, even like during the whole like Hailey Bieber like oh courtship and and Selena Gomez used to be together. That's right. Oh, that's right. And she's always held a flame for him. Is Haley Bieber a celebrity or is she just some rando from Bieber's earlier life? Bieb- um, Haley Bieber is the daughter of one of the Baldwin brothers, like the Simeon-looking one. <laughs> Simeon-looking one? Yeah, like the short one. I forget like their name. What does Simeon mean? Like, as far like, as, like apish, look- like monkey Oh, Simeon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so um, she's his daughter, and I think she was a model for like a minute, yeah. but she's like famous for like being with Justin Timberlake. Or whatever. Justin Bieber. Whoever. Right. Same right. guy. No, you were on a roll, man. You, yo, man, bring, bring the audience back nah, in. No, I man. shouldn't say that. I actually like some of Justin Timberlake's shit. Oh, I like some of Justin. I don't really know any Justin Bieber stuff. I tried. Yeah. So, anyway, so, so you haven't kept on, up with that. No, I did not. No. I'm on Team uh, Selena Gomez because she's in a show with um, Steve Martin and Martin Short right now called like only murders in the building and apparently it's like going into its third season and it's like critically acclaimed and it's supposed to be like a great show and like i've seen them on talk shows and they all seem very friendly and like steve martin seems to like her and martin short seems to like her and if that's the case then like fucking i'm with talk, her talk about bridging the generations with that fucking lineup that's right yeah. just like we are bridging the generations by having a conversation about selena gomez i always like selena know? gomez's gravelly voice back when she was on like wizards of waverly place you gotta like reach that. out to the young people you you, you got to bring them in. You got to embrace them. You got to lead them into the woods sometimes before it gets dark. Yeah. Because you're going to be walking out those woods by yourself. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite <laughs> pedophile jokes ever. All right. I got one. Yeah. Uh, what, a pedophile joke? You know, do you know why Jewish men get circumcised? Because Yahweh told them they had to. Oh, wait, this is a joke. No, why did, why did Jewish men get circumcised? Because Jewish women won't go for anything that isn't 10% off. Oh, oh snap. Shit. Yo, man, that ain't right, man. Well, let's talk about And something. by the way, speaking of LGBTQ+, yeah. 
No one can give me a straight answer on what that is. <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, that shit. Good. I'm bringing the dad good. jokes today. Yeah, that was good, man. You wrote these down on your palm or something? Nah, I don't know. Nah, I just saw them on TikTok and remembered them. <laughs> Nice, nice. See, man, I'm a man of the people. I'm you reaching are. out to, like, our younger demographic. So speaking of inappropriate jokes against Jews, um, I did flip through my uh, my phone and I saw some headlines. There was a National Day of Hate by neo-Nazis. Yeah, I saw that. Is that was that coming up or just passed? I think it, 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 like, passed and it was like, wah, wah, wah. Well, like, it seems thing, like right? it fizzled out. Well, why would that even be if a anything, thing? If anything, I saw counter-protests where, like, people showed up en masse to, like... Be prepared for like anything. Mm. Counter protesting. They said some neo Nazis were in Manhattan on Broadway, like harassing ticket goers, like uh, people online to go to see a Broadway parade, uh, Broadway play called Parade. Okay, and I was like, in Manhattan, like you, <clears throat> wait, wait, you gotta York's, be, you gotta be brave to do I was that. Gonna say, has New York gotten so soft where like a couple of fucking skinheads harassed a hundred people online and nobody knocked them the fuck out? Scott, in fairness, it's it's Broadway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's Broadway. Right. Who's, 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 who's there? <laughs> You're right. Who's in that neighborhood? It was Tourists. Full... Yeah, yeah, it's okay. actually not New Yorkers that are there. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. All right. It's like all elderly people and people from out of town. Yeah, I guess. And they probably thought that was part of like the whole New York charm. Hey, we're getting harassed by neo-Nazis. <laughs> I love this town. <laughs> Times Square is just as green as it used to be. Yes. Uh, all right, so we spoke. Uh, we spoke about uh, something wholesome, like my father's 80th birthday, mm-hmm. uh, Day of Hate, mm-hmm. the feud between Selena Gomez and wait, wait, Selena versus Haley, and Taylor is on Selena's side. Selena versus who? Haley Bieber. Yes, and, and Taylor. Apparently, on- there was shade thrown at Taylor Swift, and Selena Gomez came to her defense. Thrown at her by Haley Bieber. Yes, and so wait, 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 so and we, Kylie Jenner. So Selena Gomez is probably looking for any reason to go at Haley, right? Yes. Yeah. So listen, she's probably not. She's probably like not. She doesn't with, care about Taylor. Yeah, Swift. she's not friends with Taylor. It's like the it's enemy. Just, of my an enemy excuse. is my enemy. Plus, it sure works. That. It works in her favor too, because Taylor Swift is like huge. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she's got like a huge like online army. Her and Beyonce. You don't want to like say anything bad about those two fucking assholes. Uh, whoa. Because they have like a whoa. huge online army. Oh, the Swifties are going to get you. Yeah, fuck them. What are they going to do? And the uh, Beyonce has got the, the beehive. The beehive. The beehive. Yeah, I wish they fucking attacked us. I wish. I wish they would attack you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can say, you remember what I said? I wouldn't say that shit if I was you. Here's some of that shit. Sometimes you need some of that Charlie Hedbo shit to like fucking get yourself out there, get yourself known. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, until you get some of that Charlie Hebdo shit. Well, not <laughs> not all of them, right? Some of them survived. I'm just playing the odds, Scott. Uh, Charlie it, Hebdo was a French publication. Yes. That, oh, oh, yes. That, what uh, did you? What, what's with that look that you for, just gave for, me? For those like, of us who don't know, um, I'm turning it, into a computer while I say this. And they uh, they posted some stuff that was found offensive by a religious group, and the group attacked. Charlie Hebdo, right? Yeah, they kept like drawing pictures of like fucking Muhammad, like doing mm. shit, mm. and then they got like attacked by extremists. Like their whole office got like massacred, and then that turned into like a whole like 
multi-day like chase through like the French countryside. Mm. They were chasing these guys. There's like a pretty good documentary on it on like Netflix or something. Do you think that would have been a quick chase if they like, didn't they kept stopping in the countryside at the vineyards and getting some fucking <laughs> cheese, cheese? A charcuterie yeah. board. Yeah. Come on. Put out a blanket. <laughs> Nothing like, happens. Feel the poppies. Yeah. Nothing happens fast there, man. Yeah. That was yeah. some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, I, like, I don't like that fact that Charlie Hebdo. I don't like companies that are named after a person that you'd mistake the company for an actual individual. I don't like that, man. Let's talk about the irony for a second. Of I don't like the iron too much, man. The I use this irony release, of sir. why they don't want Muhammad being depicted. Okay? Mm-hmm. So listen to this irony. Muhammad can't be depicted. Okay. Because they... Don't allow anyone but Allah to be idolized. So the theory is by depiction of Muhammad, you're idolizing him. Okay. But the people who depicted Allah were not practicing Muslims. Okay? Okay. And so by waging fatwa Mm -hmm. or whatever, a holy war or whatever, um, jihad, you are then elevating Muhammad to idol status by going to war over what another religion does to a man. So either he's a man who can be mocked or he's an idol. You can't have it both ways. You can't depict them because you can't idolize. But then, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm depicting him, I'm not idolizing him. I'm shitting on him if I depict him. You understand? Because I'm not whoa, 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 I'm whoa. not a Muslim. But why are you necessarily shitting on him? Why is it no middle ground? Why can't you just Forget it. I'm gonna him? I'm gonna shit on him. Let's say I'm gonna shit on him. Okay. So let's not even make it hypothetical. All right. No, no, it's still hypothetical. You're so not doing as, it. <laughs> as a Muslim, if you are going to like come here and kill me over it, what is the rationale? Who have I offended but a man? Because you weren't idolizing him. I don't know. It's a tough one. But they're idolizing him. My yeah. point is, they're saying you can't idolize people. You can only idolize God. But they are idolizing people when they go and kill people for defaming Muhammad. I, maybe I'm not understanding the, the definition of idolizing. I don't know. What that, I don't know how does that idolizing people? That yeah. might be elevating them in the public eye and making people have attention on them. But are you idolizing Charlie Hebdo when you go after them and kill them? You're not idolizing those people. That didn't make sense to me. No, I, I don't think you're understanding Maybe what I'm not. I'm saying. Okay. So you're not allowed to create idols, mm-hmm. right? And that's not what they did. Forget. Okay. Listen. Start from scratch. In, 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 yeah. our, in our reading of the Bible, we have encountered this numerous times, right? You are not allowed to create like golden calves and like that right. fucking pisses Yahweh off real bad. This is the same God. This is like Islam's God is the same God, mm-hmm. right? For them, the prophets don't end with Jesus. For them, the prophets continue on through to Muhammad. Okay. okay. So they don't deny the existence of Jesus or that he was a prophet. They just deny that he was the son of God, Muslims. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> but they can't idolize anyone except for Yahweh or to them Allah, mm-hmm. right? I think it's like Almighty. Allah means Almighty. I think, whatever the Lord Almighty, the right. same, the same, same concept. 
So, they say that if you draw a picture of Muhammad, you're idolizing him. So they they ban the drawing of pictures of Muhammad, right? Which is all fine and dandy if, excuse me, if you follow Islam. If you follow Islam, then I guess you shouldn't draw pictures of Muhammad because that's what they have decided is their law. Fair so far. Okay. I am not a Muslim. Mm -hmm. I can draw anything I want because I am an atheist and don't believe in anything. I have no morality and, you know, because atheists just like, what? what is their like moral like anchor? Like how how do they know what to do? You're not helping your argument here, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I, if I draw Muhammad, I'm not drawing him as... An idol. I'm not idolizing him. You I understand? You. I got you. Okay. So I do it. I draw Muhammad in any fucking scenario. Mm. Extremists, extremist Muslims, right? Um, who are involved in jihad, uh, they now will wage war on me mm-hmm. because I drew Muhammad. Because they say you can't draw Muhammad because it's idolizing him. But you can only idolize him. If you worship him. Right. But if you worship him, you can't idolize him. You understand? And so by waging war on me, the irony is they are turning up. I'm, all I'm doing is making fun of a man. So well, I'm not. Well, you didn't even say you were making fun. You didn't even say whatever. you were making fun. So I'm depicting a man. So what are they all upset about? I'm not. It's a man. Or is it unless it's an idol. And if it's an idol, then they're going against their own teachings. You see, Well, you, you summed it up with the, the right word. Extremists will come after you because they're not thinking logically. It's like it's like Second Amendment nuts. They don't they, they don't know what the scripture says, and they fucking they just they're extremists. Well, there's right. like a whole bunch of memes comparing those two groups. You know, like no. like inside by oh my god, inside by side pictures. You haven't seen any no, of these memes? I don't, I don't do these things. Where it's like the Taliban. You know what I mean? With like their or like ISIS with like their ISIS flag and their uniforms, and then they'll have like you know like MAGA militia groups right. like a photo next right. to that, and then like down the line like about like what girls shouldn't be like in schools and like you know the same wow, like sentiments. That. So it's like all of these things you know based on like turning the country into a religious state. ISIS wants to turn like their state into an Islamic state. These people want to turn the United States into a Christian state. You're, you're also, uh, the assumption is that these people, exactly what you're saying, they want to, we want everybody to be a Christian here. They want everybody to be a Muslim everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And we don't play by those rules. So I'm of the opinion, you shouldn't even know I drew Muhammad. You shouldn't even know it. Because why are you even looking at these publications? Yeah. Well, well, it gets to like they probably have like watchdogs. You know course. what I mean? But who are the watchdogs? Yeah. Yeah. Who are these like people? You know, yeah. the oh, guys in the yep. whorehouses. <laughs> it's like I can just see it now. Like they're all like in the, they're all in the back of a Toyota pickup because that's like what they fucking drive around in. Like every goddamn terrorist drives a Toyota. They're like, we need somebody to monitor Pornhub. And like one guy's like, I will do it. I, I will, will sacrifice. I will, yes, I will martyr myself. Uh, yeah, you know by what? By the way, by the way, Scott, I'm sorry. No, um, I didn't say. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah. Did you hear what she said? Uh, I don't believe I did. She basically said that it's time to divide the country into like red states and blue states. She says like <sighs> let 
us like have basically our own country so we could teach our children in our schools and live our lifestyle and let them like have their schools and indoctrinate their children. Sure, that's great. They, you, like, you, you can do that without separating the country. Go ahead, set up a private school. Don't take any of my taxpayer fucking money mm -hmm. and do what the fuck you want. As long as you can pass the SAT or the ACT, not the clit test. Yeah. Fucking go ahead, do what you want. You can do that. No, but the, she doesn't want that. She, well, because she wants socialism also. She wants fucking all the taxpayers to pay for her stupid fucking ideas. No, she's saying she wants her own country. Okay, go. Go. Go buy an island somewhere. Start with an island. Start small. Build a military. Maybe buy an island on the western side of Europe. Spend thousands of years being a brutal fucking place. Build a military. And then start spreading out, like, and conquering and enslaving people. And fucking go ahead. Go right ahead. Do it. Nothing's stopping you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So that rant right there, this is the reason presidents have, like, advisors. So there's, like, many people in a room. So, like, one maniac isn't making all the decisions. Are you done with your Putin rant? Uh, no. All right. It's not a Putin rant, man. You're basically saying fuck you and good. Go ahead. Do it. You don't like it, leave. That's what I've heard for my whole life. Okay. You don't like it, leave. So... You are contradicting in its entirety the entire policy of who was considered the greatest president in American history, Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Because when the South decided they were going to leave, Abraham Lincoln was like, you're not leaving. That's kind of fucked up if you think about it, though. What is? Fucking keeping people captive? Keeping you want to leave? people captive? You want to leave? Leave. But no, this was different. No, no, no. I didn't say Marjorie Taylor Greene should take, like, the southern states and make her own country. I said, get the fuck out of the United States. Go find yourself an island and start your own country. Yeah. Go the fuck ahead. You ain't taking our shit. Well, that's, that's not realistic. Thing. That's not going to happen. She will start a civil war. That is realistic because it's happened in the past. So why don't we do this? Why don't we round up all the Reds that want to do that? Make them walk, like, a thousand miles along a trail. The they Reds? The the. the People that want to have their own red state country. Oh, the red states. Okay. So oh, the reds, make them walk like a thousand miles along a trail. Probably a lot of tears. Put them on some fucking land somewhere. Don't let them fucking come off that land and let them do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I think you're misinterpreting what Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene's point is or what my point. I'm downplaying her fucking like nonsense. So my point is this, right? I don't think they're saying, please give us our own country. It's almost like... You know, she's. She wants we will, they will take yeah. a country. Yeah. 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 Enjoy those swamps down in Mississippi or whatever the hell. I don't know where Mississippi is, to be honest with you. I don't know, man. I think I you're know. very flippant about the whole situation. What are we going to do? Keep giving this woman a platform? Well, she, it's not a matter of give the woman a platform. It, there's social media, man. Can we run a, like, a, like a supercomputer simulation? Like, what would happen if. We decide to split the country somehow between reds and blues. And just like project like what, 200 years from now, like the condition of both countries, what it will be like. I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. The problem is I don't know enough about like <laughs> what's produced in southern states and like, you know, states that would want us. Bullshit is produced. <laughs> you think we trade with them? Like you think like if we split, there'd be trade? Oh, fuck Yeah. Because the fucking greedy corporations are still going to be in both countries. 
Yeah. And if we true. can get shit cheaper from the Southerners, because somehow I think they're going to have cheaper labor. I don't know why, but I think there'll be cheaper labor down there. Right. Like, like everybody's like, China's the real enemy, and then they go to Walmart and buy everything from China. Like, we're full of shit. But everything's from China. Why is that? What do you mean, why is that? Fucking corporate greed. That's why everything is made in China. Well, yes, but not just cor. It's not corporate greed. It's People want cheap. It's because U.S. policy has made it so. And, how's, what, and who forms U.S. policy? Corporations, right. There you go. Right. Fuck Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yo, listen, man. I'm not saying there should be a civil war, but I was thinking just recently that, you know what? The, the churches, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't mean to say that in an insulting manner, but there are like active organizations that like uh, they're getting desperate. They're getting back into a corner. They see atheism co- is coming. And I think eventually the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world are going to use religion as a fucking, uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a shot to fire at us. And atheists better like start like fucking maybe arming themselves as much as the fucking red states are arming themselves. I don't even think right now it's like a matter of arming ourselves. I think it's a matter of just coming out. Just come out as atheists. Like there's more of us mm. than like you think. Like people don't fucking believe in God. Like, yo, know, man, there's too many Avengers movies at this point for anyone to believe in a God. You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe there's multiple gods. Just different saying. dimensions and different planets and no, I just meant if there was a god, they'd stop making so many goddamn fucking oh. Avengers movies already. <laughs> How can there possibly be a god? I totally did not take. <laughs> now, if you had said like Fast and Furious movies, I would have got it right yeah. away. We're gonna get right back to the show, but before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. So, anyway, let's go from civil war to sort of like the end of a war. The end of the conquest of Canaan, pretty much, for the pretty most part. Much. For yeah. the most part. I'm a little concerned about some of this stuff in here, man. So it seems like Joshua has been doing this for a while, like he, because he's like old at you know, this point. It wasn't until I read this, I was like, I didn't have a concept of like how old this guy had gotten already. Yeah. Like well, how many years this has come. So that's interesting that you say that, because before we get into the conversation, let me just read this brief little snippet, and then we'll like discuss Joshua 13. We'll get into it. So this is the parts of Canaan still unconquered, and this is how it begins, Joshua 13. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years. So we know right off the bat. <laughs> Why the first sentence? <laughs> He's just going to quote the exact same thing. In the it's next hilarious. <laughs> it's a hilarious beginning. It's the funniest beginning to any like chapter. <laughs> Joshua was old and advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, You are old and advanced in years. I heard that somewhere. (laughs) So, um, how come Joshua didn't point out, like, yeah, thanks for pointing that out, but you can do something about this. I don't need to be advanced in years. I don't need to be old. You can do something about this. Like, kill him or make him like like, live live to 900 years. Like Methuselah. Yeah, Methuselah. So, basically, um, Today we are going to cover 13, Joshua 13 through 17, 
It's a lot of chapters, but only because there's not a lot of content. We're basically going to be going through the distribution of the land according to uh, tribe allotment, like promises that were made to each tribe in the past. This is just working out like the city planning. It's like the city planning right. fucking meeting. That's what all these chapters are. So basically, Scott, okay, we're going to have to strap in because this will basically um, rely on our wit, <laughs> humor, <laughs> perspective, okay, and dialogue to really slog through and make anybody want to listen, mm. especially... Especially the eighteen to twenty-five demographic, Scott. So, do you think we've done so f- well so far in this episode? No, I think <laughs> I think this is flight MH what three eighty was that the flight that like disappeared? You talking about manifest? I'm talking about no, I'm talking about the real <laughs> flight, the Malaysia oh, air yeah, flight yeah, yeah, that yeah. disappeared. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't remember the tail number, uh, the the flight yeah, number anymore. I just like a YouTube like clip came on and my my timeline for whatever reason. Mm. So anyway, so. As I just stated, we're going to be basically discussing land allotment. Mm. And I did a little bit of background checking on this. So I want to read this part about like why this is included. Is this what you read or is this from the Bible? This is the outside resource? Yes, oh. this is not from the Bible. This is an outside resource and it gives you the background for like basically Joshua. All right. So the length of the text devoted to land allotment, Joshua 13 through 22, reflects the essential role of the land in shaping Israel's identity. Although it can make eyelid-dropping reading if we don't look at the big picture of the action. Excuse me. These chapters detail the work of setting boundaries, assigning cities and towns, and creating procedures to resolve conflicts the work of organizing and cultivating a society for human flourishing and glorifying God. So basically, so there's no fights over land because there's like all these different tribes and there's all this land. So this land is being very carefully apportioned because you know these stiff necks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think when they were planning like the highways and the roads... (laughs) They went through the poorest neighborhoods and like split them in half. (laughs) Wait a minute. That guy's name was Robert Moses. Robert Moses. (laughs) So maybe Moses is still alive, but he's like, no, 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 I'm Robert Moses. He's still trolling them. All right. So Uh, Joshua 13. I'm going to read the beginning again because it's fucking, it's gold, Scott. It's gold. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years. All right. Now, I'm going to read. I'm going to I'm going to continue to read what the Lord said. All right. And it's long. Okay. That that, that makes a good podcast. (laughs) I want you to. So as. So this is why I'm going to like qualify this. Okay. I'm preparing everyone. This is long, but. This is God's quote. We've read every single one of God's quotes in full so far. I mean, it's God. God's being quoted, right? I guess Yahweh's God being quoted, the respect. right? But here's the point. This is the creator of all, right? You would think he would have something better to do than engage in the following dialogue with Joshua. Go ahead. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years. <laughs> And the Lord said to him, 
You are old and advanced in years, and very much of the land still remains to be possessed. This is the land that still remains. All the regions of the Philistines, and all those of the Geshurites. And then in parentheses it says, From the Shehor, which is near Egypt, northward of the boundary of Ekron, it is reckoned as Canaanite. There are five rulers of the Philistines, um, those of Gaza, <laughs> Ashdod, Eshkelon, Gath, and Ekron, and those of the Avim in the south. All the land of the Canaanites and Mira that belongs to the Sidonodes, to Afik, to the boundary of the Amorites, um, and uh, the land of the Gebelites and all Lebanon toward east from Baal, God below Mount Hebron, to Lebanon, Bahama, blah, 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 and on and you, on you, and you on. Even do it. And it's like, if I'm Joshua, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy on? It's Show like, me a map. He's a pillhead. Yo, he's like taking like too many Xanax and he's just like rambling nonsense at this point. Like you've like to had a conversation with someone on pills, right? It's like the most bizarre, like fucking situation. Yeah, I work with someone that I wish they could say they were on pills. Pills they, they, are fucking yeah. weird, man. I don't get that whole thing. Now, therefore, divide this land for an inheritance to the nine tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. I'm like, sorry, where are you? The, the, last, oh, the, last, the last sentence. sentence. Yeah, because it goes on and on. Like, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you heard everything I just said. Now divide that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's basically like um, he should have said, oh, you know everything I just said? Doesn't matter. What I want you to do is. So it seems like they still have a lot, lot of people to kill. So it seems like at this point, though, the people aren't going to have to take the entire Israelite army. Like each tribe will be like the people that are left are small enough that each tribe will be able to handle gotcha, it like itself. Gotcha. But he does say I. Uh, uh, Although I don't understand, because if I'm playing risk. And there's like one country left, right? I'm going to amass all of my armies onto one territory. Shock and awe, baby. You know yeah, you got to do it just for like just the newsreels. Joshua 13, 6. <laughs> all the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon, blah, 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 I will myself drive them out from before the Israelites. I'm sorry, where are you? I wasn't listening 13, at all. 6. 13, 6. All the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon to even blah, blah, blah. I will myself drive them out from before the Israelites. Only allot the land to Israel for an inheritance as I have commanded you. Like, are you really going to drive them out? Because it doesn't sound like he actually drives anybody out. He, the Israelites still do the legwork. You got to make up your mind, Scott, because last episode you were like, he's the planner. He's fucking, they, they're incompetent without him. Right. So which is it? But then he goes, I will myself drive them out. Oh, like he's like not using himself. them. Nah, he's not going to do it by himself. Yeah. That's what he's, he's like, he's an attorney, you know, it's like all like semantics. He's like, when I say I'm going to drive them out, what I mean is you're going to attack them and I will like harden their hearts or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? It's still going to involve like swords going through like bodies. Fucking Yahweh. So the territory east of the Jordan. With the other half-tribe of Manasseh, you know what the half-tribe of Manasseh you know, is? We had talked about this. I thought it was the women tribe. Then I realized that Moses had already allotted land to two and a half tribes mm-hmm. east of the Jordan. And I had forgotten about that. So I was like, why are they only talking about nine and a half tribes? Because the other two and a half were already given their land. So Manasseh and Ephraim are 
Joseph's sons. Mm. Joseph being Joseph in the Technicolor yeah, Dreamcoat, no. the guy that worked for Pharaoh. That fucking dreamer, I remember okay. him. Okay. So those and by are, the way, yeah. that's when the stories were good. Yeah. Back in my day, there's some good <laughs> biblical stories. I got to tell you, Josh was pretty good up to now. There was a lot of conquering going there on. There was, yeah. I yeah. mean, what? Yahweh's throwing yeah. boulders you're right. from like yeah, the yeah, tops yeah, of yeah, mountains. Yeah, you're, right. like, you're absolutely right. Kings yeah. are being like locked in fucking caves and hung like on trees, like in town squares. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Whores, whorehouses, guys yeah. banging whores. Like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? But Grand Theft Auto <laughs> San Andreas is the reason we have shooting sprees in America. <laughs> right. Because of this shit. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. So, um, those are the two fucking brothers. And they were blessed by Israel. I guess his name was like, what was his name? Isaac or whatever his fucking name was. And then, like, he became Israel. God told him, now you're called Israel. Oh, Jake. Jacob, because yeah, it was Jacob's ladder, ladder and then right. he fucking he wrestled with like God. Right. They were all naked. He, yeah. And then, uh, by the way, you you were the only one that interprets them as being naked. By the way, I've spoken to lots of people after that podcast. Have you? And, no, none. Well, I'm gonna say this. I would hazard to say they don't know history like I do. <laughs> okay. And if you're familiar with Greco-Roman wrestling. Mm. Okay, they did that all in the nude. All the modern, all the ancient Olympics were in the nude. Mm. Okay, so back then, that's just how like dudes rolled, man. They just yeah, rolled fine. nude. Fair enough. Except for sandals, because you don't want to fuck your feet up. Yeah, you don't it's want rough, the calluses. Rough, yeah. 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 All right. So, with the other half tribe of Manasseh, the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan eastward, as Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. And then it just goes on and on about, like, the name of the town, going to what region. It, like, really goes on and on and on they're and basically, on. They're basically drawing up, like, land deeds, like surveys, like make a left at the river, yes. right to the right. forest, uh, blah, blah, blah. All the kingdom of Og and Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth and in Edri, he alone was left of the survivors of Rephim. These Moses had defeated and driven out. Yet the Israelites did not drive out the Geshurites or the Machites, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't think we blah, blah, blah that. Oh, really? Good. Why did they not drive out the Geshurites or the Machites? Okay. Why are Gesher and Machath still live within Israel to this day, okay. 6,000 years ago? Okay. Since, since you ask. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you asked, Scott. So when we started this chapter, I brought up like the background that I read. And how it talked about, well, it was important to establish, like, society there to, like, create boundaries and let people know what their positions and their roles and what their land was, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yes. But also, this is being written, let's say, uh, 3,500 years ago, like 1,000 B.C. or so, right? right? Civilizations are already established in this region. This that we're reading is being written in that region at that time, right? So this is justifying, like, the stations and positions of everyone. So the next time, like, the Reubenites show up, right, and they're like, the land that we've been given is fucking, we can't, like, grow blah, 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 blah. We want to go where, like, you know, fucking some other bullshit tribe is. We want the Gadites land. You know, so the fucking the priests could like open up this fucking book and stick the Reubenites nose in it and be like, hey, stupid. 
You want to incur the fucking wrath of God? What are you, a fucking asshole? It says right here, this is where your fucking land is. And by the way, these fucking low-life pieces of shit, you're not even a member of the tribe. We're going to let you live, but you can't complain because, look, right here in this fucking book, it says. I get that, but it still doesn't explain why they were allowed to live in the first place. Because they needed, like, fucking garbage men, and they mm-hmm. needed, like, people to clean their shit, yeah. and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they needed yeah. that. And they reveal that later on, so some of that, anyway. Did they? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. then it goes Territory to, the, Reuben. to the tribe of Levi alone, Moses at 14, uh, the Joshua 13, verse 14, to the tribe of Levi, of Levi alone, Moses gave no inheritance— the offerings by fire to the Lord God of Israel are their inheritance, yeah, as thanks. he said to them. Thanks. It's fucking great. So they get like, I mean, listen, they, they get secret, fed. They're the secret police. They man. get fed. You know, what they weave to sermon. They're the secret police that report back to Yahweh. Well, again. They're like the Tao Shia. That was the original theory. However, remember the whole iron theory? Like how much iron is in like a fucking tribe's like body? That's mm. what I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've read an article about anemia, and now that, that theory's prevalent. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Let's go to the territories of Reuben, man. Let's Anything do interesting it, man. in there? Anything Mo- interesting in there? Moses gave an inheritance to the tribe of the Reubenites according to their families. Mm-hmm. And then we skip all the way down to the bottom of that. Along with the rest of those, this is after going through a whole list of like kingdoms right, right. that they were given and land that they were given, along with the rest of those they put to death. Wait, along with the rest of those they put to death, the Israelites also put to the sword Balaam, son of Beor, who practiced divination. And the border of the Reubenites was the Jordan and its banks. So once again, let no sorcerer live, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you can't be like sitting around thinking about the future and trying to predict the future. Because there what, ain't going to be no future, motherfucker. It, so he practiced divination. Basically, he was probably a guy that just thought about things, right? He had some wild ideas. He was he was a deep thinker. And ISIS comes in and just fucking wipes them out. Because you cannot be thinking. You need to just fucking follow this shit. He was probably like writing books, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like he was like yeah. a political scientist, like yeah. analyzing Absolutely like analyzing what Absolutely. was going on. Absolutely. So before we get to before we get so mad at ISIS, maybe we should look at what this these people are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the territory, territory of Gad. Gad. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> that, that. That actually really is it. Moses gave an inheritance. Yeah. Also, the tribe of the Gadites, to, to, the to the river, families, to the forest, to the, the creek, yeah. to the rock, to the whatever. And then it goes into the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh. Okay, okay, before we do this, so sure. the, the half-tribe of Manasseh, so the east tribe, that's east of the Jordan, that's outside of Canaan, east of, Jordan, uh, east of the Jordan. So half that tribe wanted shit outside of Canaan, and half the tribe wanted stuff inside? You're asking me what they wanted or what they received? No, you remember, you remember, you remember some of the tribes wanted the, the, <coughs> the pastures for their livestock outside of Canaan. Before yes. they crossed the Jordan. Yes. Two and a half tribes were given that outside of a, or maybe it was one and a half. One so of here's what rides. I'm confused about. Why'd that tribe split? Is this what Marjorie Taylor Greene was shooting for right here? Are you talking about the half tribe of Manasseh? Yeah, because half of them are going to be on the east. The other half's going to be in the west. No, it's called the half tribe because it's not a full tribe. That's what I thought. 
But we'll, we'll continue. I believe Half Tribe of the Manasseh West is like one of the next chapters. No, that's literally in like Manasseh and Ephraim were the sons of Joseph. Two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, came from Joseph to make up the 12 tribes after the tribe of Levi was taken from the original 12 to be ministers. That is why Manasseh was called as half-tribe. Hmm. What are you reading that? That's the note that I took for, like, what the tribe, the half-tribe of Manasseh is. Okay, fair enough. So it's just, like, basically, like, what, you're half a man, you know what I mean? Like, you're half a tribe. Uh, That's not fucking right. Yeah. So then it goes down to Joshua 13, verse 32. These are the inheritances that Moses distributed in the plains of Moab, beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho. But to the tribe of Levi, Moses gave no inheritance. The Lord of Israel is their inheritance, as he said to him. Yay, gee, thanks. Okay. Again, you don't have to keep telling us about the Levi's not getting their inheritance. It's literally mentioned like 47 times already. Because you understand when this is being written, the Uh, Levites are probably like, can we get something? (laughs) And like the ruler was like, yo, we got to like codify this. You know those like dumb stones like that the laws are written on? Let's get this down on paper and shove this in someone's face. That's funny you said it because during the whole journey here, the Levites were pretty important. Yeah. They were basically the ambassadors to the spaceship and all that shit. They carried the ark. Now that they're settling down, ain't nobody seen the ark. Yahweh's <laughs> no, about to take Yahweh's off. Yahweh's about to go gone. <laughs> yeah. And the Levites, what is, it, what is their purpose going to be? I'm very interested to see what the Levites' purpose is going to be once this is all the dust settles. Yeah. And they probably see it, man. They see it. Like, we ain't going to have shit to do. Replaced by robots. <laughs> <laughs> so that gets us to Joshua 14. The distribution of territory west of the Jordan. Joshua 14 starts. These are the inheritances that the Israelites received in the land of Canaan, which the priest Eleazar and Joshua, son of Nun, and the heads of the families of the tribes of the Israelites distributed to them. Their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord had commanded Moses for the nine and one-half tribes. For Moses had given an inheritance to the two and one-half tribes beyond the Jordan, But to the Levites, he gave no inheritance among them. For the people of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. And no portion was given to the Levites in the land, but only towns to live in, with their pasture lands for their flocks and herds. The Israelites did as the Lord had commanded Moses. They allotted the land. So basically, it's like, yo. We didn't do this. You understand? This is God like God's the one that did this. So if you've got like a problem, take it up with God. And Levites, how many times do we have to tell you? There's no allotment. Now, look, like for the half tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim, we'll give you such and such. But again, Levites, I don't want to have to tell you this again. How but many fucking times? Yeah, it's like three times in this paragraph. So I'm going to say this. Forget the Levites. The tribes that asked for the land outside the Jordan, they were Those slick. were the guys in the vanguard, I think. Yeah, Remember? They were, they were slick, but short-sighted. They were like, you know what? Moses is about to die. We don't know who's going to get what. So why don't we make a deal right now? This looks pretty good. Uh, Let's take what we know is they good. They played it safe. They, they st- played it safe. Exactly. They played the game of life safe. They right? stayed on 19. They stayed on 19. 
What was it? Oh, blackjack. Gambling. Okay, right, right. Ga- so he plays Ga- gamble. <laughs> <laughs> blackjack. Yeah, whatever. Gambling. gambling. <laughs> You like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't have cameras in the studio, man. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, they were playing it safe. And now they probably regret it slightly. Well, uh, why? No, no, no. You know what? Only the Levites are complaining so far. I think that they probably were like, we're going to stay here because we don't like the rest of them. You know what I mean? That could be too. You've been traveling with these pricks a yeah. long time. You know who's a prick. Yeah. So that gets us to Hebron, allotted to Caleb. And for some reason, I have this whole goddamn thing highlighted again. My, gonna, my man. You want to read it? I'm going to rotate my shit. Uh, it's all fucking highlighted, too. Go ahead, read too. it, man. You read it. Oh, man. I got to fucking work on my glasses. All right, so this is uh, 14, verse 6. Hebron, allotted to Caleb. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jif- blah, 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 said to him, you whoa, know whoa, what the Lord? No, no, no! You gotta read that motherfucker. Do the you best blah, you can. Blah 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 a lot. Uh, I tried reading right, okay, names. Okay, okay. And Caleb, <laughs> son of Jephunneh, and yeah, the Kesanite, nice. said to him, "You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me." So Caleb saying, Moses said between you and me, we were talking about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh to spy out the land, and I brought him an honest report, but my companions who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, yet I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. And now, as you see, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel was journeying journeying through the wilderness, and here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was on the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then, for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord said. Yeah. Wow. That was exhausting. So, questions. Why is this guy alive? Because he was faithful to the Lord. Okay. He wasn't questioning. So refresh my memory. He was one of the spies that was sent out to investigate Canaan. So I like how he's all like holier than thou about it. He's like, I brought back a truthful report, right? While the other guys lie. But what did the other guys say? Maybe they went to a different place, saw different cities with different like armies, right? This guy went to, like, Costa Rica, which doesn't have an army, you know? Right, That guy went to, like, the United States of America and was like, yo, we can't, like, invade. So is this the the people that said, oh, we can't invade because the Anakim are too big and strong? Like, there were some groups that said we can't do this. That's the guys he's talking about? Yes. They're now dead. Yes. He's now talking shit about them because they're dead and they can't defend themselves. Well, they're all dead because they didn't get to make it into right. Uh, right, the right. promised land. So this guy said, let's invade? All right, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I just find it weird that like he kissed ass to fucking stay alive. No, this guy, shit. this guy, no, this guy was one of the spies that came back and he was like, I'm ready to like do shit up. Like, let's go fucking fuck some shit up. Mm, okay, so now he's saying, give me this fucking land. He's saying because, I earned it, and it was promised to me. The Anakim is still here, and I'm gonna drive. I'm still gonna fucking drive them out. No. So there's still another group that they haven't driven out yet. Right. 
Well, this is the part where they start, like, subdividing, like, you know. So, you know what? I'm going to give this to Caleb because I bet you some of his, le- his more weakling tribal leaders don't want this land. He's like, no, give me this land. I'll take care of them fucking big people over there. You think he's saying it for himself? Well, he wants the land. Not for his tribe? I think he's like the leader of his tribe. Fair enough. I said tri- other tribe. Other, I meant other leaders of other tribes don't want this land. Right. So he's lobbying for this land right. because. Right. Yeah. I see. So you're saying he has an ulterior motive and he's not like. He's, he, fight, he's, he's fighting for his So people. you're saying. I guess you're saying he's scheming. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Scott? <laughs> like know. the assumption is that he's scheming you don't, you don't watch TV and crafty <laughs> you don't, you, are you, you saying he's using his crafty brain to I'm saying they all are scheme. all of these people are doing that <laughs> <laughs> no he's doing what he has to do mm-hmm. and I think he feels like he's gonna be left out like he's again they're going through like the lottery of all the uh, allotments and he knows this land for what it is so he's, he's fighting for this piece of land but just like it, the other two and a half tribes fought for the but land it, outside the Jordan. Is it a lottery or is this already like a fated complete? Like it's already been established. Oh, is that some French shit you're talking? Well, throughout all of this that we're reading, it says, as was promised by. So this is but all, this is all like, written after already. The fact. This is all written after the fact. So when this is actually happening, it's probably a fucking free for all. It's a land grab. Oh, 100%. In reality, <laughs> in real life, yes. But in the canon of the Bible, no, in the canon of the Bible, this is all like pre-planned the same way that like the tribes moved in certain like patterns with certain tribes in certain positions. No, it's not. Caleb fucking lobbied for this land. Then Joshua blessed him, verse 13. Then Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. So I don't know if that was made up yet, man. I don't think that was decided yet. Yeah. Caleb's fucking lobbying is what got it. Mm -hmm. What'd you just read? Uh, uh, Verse 13. Okay. Just verse 13? Yeah, just then Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, son of Jephunneh and Kenizzite to this day. Because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel, and the land had rested from war. Is it because he's wholeheartedly? Or he said to Joshua, you know, I wholeheartedly, me and Moses had a conversation about this. Joshua don't fucking know. He just made a good argument. A week ago. <laughs> didn't exist. Yahweh. It was devoured by the nothing. A week ago, Yahweh was throwing boulders on his enemies, uh, right? So then right after the battle, someone came up to this guy and was like, yo. Caleb, do you wholeheartedly like follow Yahweh? Caleb was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good point. Good like, point. Yeah. Yo, no, you, you know what though? Everybody was following Yahweh wholeheartedly after last week, but he can say, "I didn't wait for that fucking display. I was always following." Him I was the vanguard, yeah. yo. Vanguard. Yeah, you guys had to fucking see boulders getting thrown. I didn't. Yeah, need to see you that. don't know. You don't know my struggle. Yeah. yeah. So that gets us to Joshua 15 and the territory of Judah. And then it basically like it's all, it's just gives answer, Judah right? blah, blah, blah from the Bay of Pigs to the fucking red shining sea. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is weird. All right, so let's bring us down to... Uh... Caleb occupies his portion. Yeah, I got questions about this, man. Okay. So Joshua 15, verse 13. Yep. But to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, 
Joshua gave a portion among the people of Judah according to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron. Arba was the father of Anak. Who cares? And Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, Sheshai, Ahaman, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak. From there he went up against the inhabitants of Debir. Now the name of Debir formerly was Kriathsephir. Who cares? <laughs> and Caleb said, whoever attacks Kiriathsephir and takes it, to him I will give my daughter Aksha as wife. So, I mean, first of all, it says Judah, like Judah allotted this like land to him, like he let him have it, but he, it just sounds like... It was more like, yo, go fight those people than like yeah. you can have you this You can land. have it once you clear it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But but Caleb's argument was, I will clear it. Yeah. So he's like, all right, put your money where your mouth is. Caleb was like, hamana, 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 hamana. Right. So. <laughs> all right. So then he's like. Wait, wait. I, I, the wording here. Yeah, and yeah. Kate, verse 14. Yes. 14. And Caleb drove out f- from there the three sons of Anak, mm-hmm. Shesai, Ahaman, and Talmai, yeah. the descendants of Anak. You just you know said he was I the think, three sons. I think pe- first of all, I think people should bring back those names because those names are fucking fire. They are, they are pretty. Right? They are fire. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So he mentions it's the three sons, and then in the same sentence says it was this guy's descendants. Yeah, it's his sons. It's his sons. Right. We can follow that. If it was like seven generations later, you might go, "Hmm, who are these people? Oh, his descendants." <laughs> you just said it was his sons. I know it's his fucking descendants. Yeah. Well, <sighs> Joshua was getting old. Therefore, the Lord said, "Joshua, you're getting old." <laughs> So in verse 15, from there he went up against the inhabitants of Debir. Wasn't Debir the city that the Israelites ran past and then they stopped in their tracks, turned around and go, oh shit, we didn't sack this city. And then they went back and sacked that city. You remember that city last week or the week before? I don't remember that at all, no. So I don't think you can credit for Debir. There's been so much sacking. A lot (laughs) of sacking. A lot of sacking. (laughs) So you want me to drag my sack across your face? So Caleb, of course, said, whoever attacks, blah, 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 and takes it, I will give my daughter. So they they got to, like, they got to get this city. So Othniel, son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it. All right? Oh. I didn't even So it's his nephew. So his nephew took the city, and he gave him his daughter, Acha, as wife. So it's cousins. They're cousins. Yeah, all right, gross. Yeah, first cousins. It's yeah, his. It's yeah. his brother's yeah. son. I didn't. You know, I, I breezed right through that. When she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she dismounted from her donkey, Caleb said to her, "What do you wish?" She said to him, "Give me a present, since you have set me in the lands of the Negeb. Give me springs of water as well." So Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Mm. Always seems fair. (laughs) So, okay. She says, since you have set me in the land of Negeb, give me springs. Does that mean it's like a desert? It sounds like like it's a piece of shit If I'm going to be on a desert, I want the place with the water. So at the time that this is being written, people are probably like dying of thirst. They need water, not just thirst. I'm sorry. They can't like farm. They need like land for irrigation. And like this fucking this family, whoever descended from this fucking cunt, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This bitch who's like, give me all the water on this land. Uh, 
I was with you right until you said that, man. I think she's justified in this because it sounds like it's crap land. But when he said whoever attacks and takes it, you don't know these Jewish women like I do, Scott. I, right? I don't. You're not allowed to say it. I don't. All right. And I wouldn't, even if I was allowed. Because right. I wouldn't I, feel listen, it. Listen, I know you're thinking. Because I wouldn't feel I, it. I, I see it. I, on your face. I know feeling. you're thinking it. Well, so when he says, to anyone who takes this land, I will give you my daughter. And then he goes, I said. Anyone who takes his land can have my daughter. And everyone took a step back, <laughs> except his brother and his dumb son. Like, wait, wait, I'm gonna fight for his fight, fight for his desert for that woman. Yeah, and wouldn't it be funny when she dismounted the donkey and Caleb was like, "What do you wish?" The donkey was like, "I'll take this," and the donkey asked because we, we've had donkeys like that before. <laughs> The negotiating donkey. That's like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> they don't one character can't see him. Ned, <sighs> the negotiating donkey. And then it goes into the towns of Judah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I have one more question. No, oh, more questions. Do you so think... It, this land was Joshua's land. So Caleb had part of Joshua's land as well? He had his shit land that he had... Uh, this is weird to me. So Joshua wasn't able to conquer this one little like slither of land. So he's like, okay. fucking whoever fucking can take it, I'll Fine, just give it right. to you. Okay. You know, as long as like an ally of mine possesses it. <laughs> the Anakim are all right. We don't need to fucking sack them. You can keep your daughter. The Anakim are cool. <laughs> they ate. <laughs> the towns of Judah. Um, do you have any notes about the town of Judah? Oh, not at all. It's just a whole list of like towns that were given Tons. to Judah so until they, the very so, end. So there's like literally, I'm going to say, without counting, probably 50 towns they list. Yeah. So they did not destroy them, which was nice, I guess. You, yeah. So they didn't destroy them. Um, but then if we can fast forward to verse 63, mm-hmm. but the people of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the Jebusites live with the people of Judah in Jerusalem to this day. So this is, like, pretty much the sentence that gave me that notion that, like, it's justification. Like, this is being written, like, this was included as justification for why everyone has a piece of land. Why, like, you're living amongst these people. Because, you know, like, these Israelites, you're, like, every day, like, in the news, it's, like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, another opinion piece about these Jebusites. It's their fault. You know, like, crime is on the rise because of the Jebusites. Do you think there's people in Jerusalem now that are not Israeli? Well, wait, I guess there is. When you say now, you mean... Like now, 2023. Do you think there's people living there now that, like, the the majority is like, why the fuck are these people amongst us? And they have to, like, reference this. This is why they're amongst us. Nah, man. What are you talking about? Have you ever been to Jerusalem? Yo. Not lately. It is totally blissful there. There's, like, Mm. zero conflict. Do you think those people at the Wailing Wall that are rocking back and forth are reading, like, the land dimensions, like... Like, that's the part of the Bible they're reading? I got to tell you, I think that's like a fucking glory hole station, the way, like, everything, wow. like, looks. I mean, I don't know. You tell me what's going I on. Don't, I ain't even touching that. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you even know what a glory hole is? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, exactly. Joshua 16. Can we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Joshua 16. Let's see anything here that's The territory of Ephraim. And then the same thing, blah, 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 all the way down until the end. They did not, however, drive it. Like, it basically gives you all the territory of Ephraim. Like, but this is a nice short chapter, though. Saying, yeah, it's not that so long. Why did certain, so for those of you not reading along, certain books have uh, chapters. 
will list like they have like seven paragraphs of seven different tribes. This Joshua sixteen only talks about Ephraim, so it's a very short chapter. Like the editing seems just weird. It is it's weird. It's not very well balanced. They did not, however, drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites have lived within Ephraim to this day, but have been made to do forced labor. So that brings me back to Gezer. So they couldn't get rid of the old geezers over <laughs> here, right? They're, they're still here. I just, it's strange that these pockets were allowed to survive. And that gets us to Joshua 17, the other half tribe of Manasseh, West. These are the ones that are going to be in Canaan. The ones in the east are staying on the other side of the Jordan. Okay. So uh, Joshua 17 starts, Then allotment was made to the tribe of Manasseh, for he was firstborn of Joseph. To Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, were allotted Gilead and Bashan because he was a warrior. And allotments were made to the rest of the tribe of Manasseh by their families. I don't understand that part where it says this oh, yeah. land was given to this guy because he was a warrior. What's know. the significance? There's significance I probably. Read, I wouldn't even read that crap. Kids. Yeah, like who would even know? Because you know what? Yeah. Somebody probably, it was, a, it was a fucking civic meeting and they say, hey, tribe of Rusty, you're getting this land. And somebody over here, tribe of Scott was like, whoa, what the fuck? Why is he getting that? And he goes, because he was a warrior. And everyone, oh, oh right. Okay. Right, right, Just right. Fucking, they're making up reasons as they go. Right. Now, uh, Joshua 17, verse 3. Now, Zelophehad, nice. son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons, but only daughters. And these are the names of his daughters. Mala, Noah, Hagla, you think she was fat? Milka and Tears. I mean, they named her Hagla. Come on. They came before the priest Eliezer. Oh, I'll bet they did. They came before the priest Eliezer. <laughs> Grow up, man. And Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance along with our male kin. They're right, because I remember, like, in sure. Leviticus, when we were, like, reading through all those bullshit, like, laws. Yep. Like, it even said, like, well, what about women? Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, all right, I uh, guess you'll get some rights. All right. Uh, so, um, so my note here was, hey, I know we're just women, but don't forget the Lord made Moses promise us some yeah. shit. <laughs> so according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the kinsmen of their father. Thus there fell to Manasseh ten portions besides the land of Gilead and Bashan, which is on the other side of the Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh received an inheritance along with his sons. I'm curious as to... Uh why anybody would name their son Noah when it's clearly a female name here. And if we're going to be in a binary uh, world, like, did you know Noah was a female name? Well, Noah was already, we talked about Noah. It was like third episode. There was already oh, yeah, a right. man oh, named Noah. Oh, there was a Noah. Noah. Like, right. The right. Noah. Okay. The, the yeah. famous Noah. All right. It can go both ways, that name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. That gets I, will call, us, I will call your parenting skills into question at a later time. <laughs> that gets us down to Joshua 17, verse 11. Within. That's the next highlight I have, too. Look at that. Within Issachar and Asher, Manasseh had Beth Sheen and its villages, Ibleem and its villages, the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, the inhabitants of Endor and its villages, the Ewoks? Endor, the inhabitants of Tanakh, 
and its villages and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its villages. The third is Naphtheth. Yet the Manasites could not take possession of those towns, but the Canaanites continued to live in that land. But when the Israelites grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not utterly drive them out. Why did I highlight all that? Well, I know why you highlighted 11, just 11. Yeah. Because my, my note was the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> like, how could you not make an Ewok reference to this? But I want to talk about that. I want to digress from the Bible for a second. Yeah. In Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, okay. they always talk about the Ewoks on the forest moon of Endor. So is the moon named Endor? Is that planetoid, that moon they're fighting on named Endor? Or is, is the planet, planet Endor, and they're the forest moon of the planet Endor, and the forest moon doesn't have a name? So I want to, like, Star Wars... Was there a planet? Did they show a planet? Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing a planet. I don't I don't know if they did or they didn't, but... So is Endor the name of the, plan, uh, the moon they were fighting on, or was the, the mother planet... Endor. I always thought it was a moon of a planet called Endor. Fair, fair enough, because it could be. Because why would you name like there's like millions of moons throughout the galaxy? Well, we name every moon in our solar system. Not millions, even more. We name every moon in our solar system that we find. We name in our solar system, <laughs> but when there's millions of stars. You're going to name everything after the star. No, in that but you, you're setting up a base on it. You're going to put a name to it. I think you're not being reasonable. I think you're just being argumentative <laughs> right I, now. I, no, I, I think, think in all, like, no, I think no. they would it probably Endor isn't even the goddamn fucking planet. It's probably like Endor 3, which is like the name of the star, and Endor is the oh, third oh, planet see, in see, that now, fucking oh, star oh, system. Now you're going deeper than you should be. So, so do you think there's a desert moon of Endor? A tropical moon of Endor? <laughs> A shit moon of I mean, I think we've examined that fucking right. question yeah. long enough All now. Right. Okay. So, um, okay. So now the Manasites could not take possession of those towns. Uh, verse 12. Yeah. Verse 13. But when the Israelites grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, yeah. but did not utterly drive them out. Yeah. So do you think the Israelites, these Canaanites were sitting there and they would just taunt the Israelites? Ha ha, we're still alive. Fuck you. We're doing our business. And then finally they got strong enough and then they forced them into labor. I think that's probably exactly what happens. You know, Scott. I don't like. I don't like when you get that attitude, man. <laughs> like, it's not sincere. It's patronizing, and like, I, I don't like it. I, I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and analyze it. I yeah, guess. whatever, whatever, man. No, you don't want to. No, I don't, I don't want to with you. How about that? That's fucked up. With me, <laughs> with you. So that gets us to the tribe of Joseph. Protests. Let's read this part, Rusty. Yes. The tribe of Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying. Why have you given me but one lot and one portion as an inheritance, since we are a numerous people whom all along the Lord has blessed? And Joshua said to them, If you are a numerous people, go up to the forest and clear ground there for yourselves in the land of the Perizzites and to the Raphim, since the hill country of Ephraim is too narrow for you. I mean, first of all, I'm going to stop there for a minute before the, the, the we attitude, continue. I can feel the attitude here. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, the guy's like has a legit claim, right? Yeah. One lot. Everyone else is getting like fucking chapters devoted to them. Listen, like chapters. Listen, the clan of Joseph, the tribe of Joseph has a long storied history and they are probably like the privileged ones. I mean, I don't understand so why they're, they're giving them a little shit. shit. They're giving them a little shit. Here. You think so? You think yeah. it's like eat the rich fucking yeah, now? It's like, of, yeah. 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 All right. 
It continues. Oh, you're so fucking tough? Yeah, all right. The tribe of Joseph said, The hill country is not enough for us. Yet all the Canaanites who live in the plains have chariots of iron, both those in Beth Sheen and its villages, and those in the valley of Jezreel. Then Joshua said to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, You are indeed a numerous people and have great power. You shall not, you shall not have one lot only, but the hill country shall be yours. For though it is a forest, you shall clear it and possess it to its farthest borders. For you shall drive out the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron and though they are strong. And it's like, so what? What is this supposed to For mean? For like, is, is that like a pep talk? What, what? This, this is, this is, this. They're, they're stroking them. For 40 years, they had to hear stories, technicolor bullshit stories from the tribe of Joseph. How tough, all these fucking war stories. Now they got here, and they're like, oh, you're so tough. Let's, let's see if they can put their money where their mouth is. <laughs> and then they go, oh, no, you're right. This is too narrow. Right. Oh, that you can have, it's just a forest, right. but you can clear it. They have iron chariots, right. but you can take them. You, you. He's, he's, he's stroking them here. Counterpoint. And then, and then, okay. You're absolutely right about them being targeted. But I think the motivation, you're off on the motivation. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Joseph's the guy who told his dad, <laughs> who was in Canaan, like living a decent life. Oh, fuck, that's right. He went to Canaan. Yes. He's like, yo, come to Egypt, man. I'll hook you up with the fucking Pharaoh. And then Israel packed up all the people and they moved to Egypt where they were living high on the hog until the fucking Pharaoh died. And then a new Pharaoh took over, turned them into slaves. And then, like, I don't know, 30 Pharaohs later, like, you know, they fucking fled and they're in the wilderness. And fucking after, like, you know, maybe a year or two, somebody's like, how do we get here? Like, how do we get to this point? Holy fuck. And somebody dude. started telling the history. And they were like, these fucking tribe of Joseph motherfuckers. Dude, I literally looked at my hands because I, because J-Lo says, I got goosies when you was telling that story. <laughs> Dude, good thing you have a memory that I don't have because this is absolutely true. They were already fucking here, man. Yeah. You convinced your dad to come to Egypt. We were already fucking here. We were the Canaanites. We have seen the enemy and he is us. We were the Canaanites. Yeah. So we took fucking how many hundreds Yahweh of years? Yahweh didn't want that. Yahweh didn't want them hanging out. How many fucking years did it take to get back to where we started from? A thousand more. And that's why when we fucking unite as a species on this planet and we do fucking amazing things and we build stairways to heaven, we're going to go after the Babylites. The Babylites? The ones that got crushed by God for trying to work together. Like if they had resisted back then, like how long do we have to work to get back to this point? Yeah. Dude, man, you need to... Yo, yeah. I thought this episode sucked. The content sucked. Everything about it sucked. Yeah. But this thing is going into a shoebox, and you're going to change the world with this fucking that that that. So hypothesis. you're saying we recorded an hour of shit? <laughs> <laughs> We've recorded about three hundred hours of shit. Yeah. You think so? No. I think no. we're better than that. No, we're better than that. I mean, look. Oh yeah, we're so better than that. Go ahead, cut down the forest. You can do it because you're so much better than that. <laughs> Dude, uh, man, for real. These Israelites have every reason to be mad at the tribe of Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But, nice. I mean, in fairness. Did that just come to you just now, or was that something you were working on since you read it? 
No, I mean it just came to me just now. Nice. When nice. you were Are like, you hold for, on to it? when you formulated like your theory about yeah. like I played off nice. your theory and nice. So you're gonna give me like a like a footnote, like you know, Scott helped with this theory because well, this is footnote. This People is changing the world the theories. Show. Changing the world theory. Yeah. So you don't think a single biblical scholar has like come up with that no. premise that that's know. why they were all that one guy on Reddit to chop wood. That one guy on Reddit probably fucking heard it already because I have I've heard all oh, fucking opinions. Oh, on a fucking, oh, I've yeah. heard the whole world yeah. into world world wide web. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. again. The guy's an asshole. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. People should uh, go check out our uh, Patreon. For real, we you upload know, content there. We, right? we have conversations. Yeah, since we started doing like the uh, the uh, actual like picking apart a news article and stuff, mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think it's been very freaking good. Yeah, we've had conversations about like uh, New York Times op-ed columnist who's like a total like uh, fucking. Uh, hate like uh, lawyer he like works against lgbtq plus like cases uh we've talked about what else you remember what we talked about (laughs) the the hasidic guy got thrown off the plane the hasidic guy getting thrown off Um, the plane the education replacing the sat with the clip test (laughs) (laughs) with no oh shit bro god damn the clip (laughs) nah i forgot i have a story uh all right. I met people playing hockey, but I don't know if I should tell it now or save it for like the beginning of like next time. You know what I mean? What do you think? We're an hour 15 in. I mean, listen, is it, is it a good story? It's funny. Yeah, but- it, it relates to our conversation about like fucking that test and DeSantis. Should we talk about that with the Patreon content? Because the, the other people don't like these people haven't heard that story. No, I'll tell it next time. Hey, I hope there's a little more research because I did read something very interesting today. Like the guy who created Dilbert. Oh yeah, Scott Adams He's with Marjorie Taylor Green, man. Scott Adams. Um, I just want—I just, I just didn't see, read anything where he referenced religion because we could talk about it if he had referenced religion. That would be great. About nine years ago, before like Trump, when Trump like announced that he was running, I guess eight years ago, whatever it was, 2015, 2016, during the campaign. I remember where I was. Scott that day. Adams went on Joe Rogan, and I listened to the interview. And I knew of Dilbert, but I'd never heard Scott Adams before. And he really? was like, he was defending like Trump and like Trump's policies, but he wasn't doing it like in a MAGA way. He was just like doing it from like this philosophical way. And that's when he first came on my radar. And I thought it was weird, like his defense of Trump. And then like over Trump's presidency, like he became more and more like extreme and like the things he would say. And now he's just like full out like. Is, this, is that something you knew? Going through his presidency, like you were watching him through the presidency, or you just, just read it now that he he was like that. He first came mean? onto my radar in that appearance on Rogan, right, right, before the presidency, and then throughout Trump's presidency, every once in a while, like in I'd, I didn't check in on him. He just came across my radar. I wasn't checking in on him, mm. so he would come across my radar. And, like, I'd see some crazier and crazy... Like, everything got progressively more, like, ridiculous, you know? Until, like, he basically said that, like, white people should live in, like, segregated fucking communities. And, like, he lives in, like, as much of a segregated community as he possibly can be I'm sure. I do nothing about the author. I I enjoyed his comic strip when I read it for the most part. You know, in an office environment. Oh, it was fucking awful. No, something was funny. Oh, I fucking that's hated a, it. Listen, there was no far side, but that's it some funny moments. No far side. That's <laughs> it. Far side and Calvin and Hobbes. Those are the, uh, like the two best like fucking cartoons. Everything else is fucking nonsense. Nonsense. Everything else. Everything else. 
You think uh, the 18 to 25 year olds <laughs> who are still listening, you think they're interested in uh, you have a our family, comics? You have a family circle? That shit was stupid was ass so fucking, fucking shit. That was awful. like for the peanuts fucking suck. The hey, peanuts hey, can go fuck hey, themselves. Hey, nah, fuck hey, that. Hey. Fucking dumb. Line, Linus. Linus, dumb. Linus, was, Linus was a Bible thumper. You know who the man was? That fucking Scottish guy who used to like sleep around on his wife and get hammered up all the time. And like which comic strip? Something like Ali, Alvin Ali or some shit. He always, Andy Cap. That's what it was. Andy Cap. Oh, that drunk dude with the he, big nose. And the, yes. And the he wore cap. Like yes. He He'd always be like passed out. His wife would be pissed off. Come on. That guy was the man. Did and BC. BC. I don't think BC was in all the papers though, right? It was in the papers that oh, I B- read, B- Scott. B- I don't know what papers it was in. Like, was it in the St. Louis wait, Dispatch? B- BC wait, was, was like, it, it, was it in the Bugle? BC was like Far Side and Family Circle. It was just a one panel usually, right? BC? Ooh, no. It was three panel. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The game was good, too. Remember the game? BC's no. Quest for Tires. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Quest for Tires 2 wasn't bad either. Yeah. And on that note, yeah. youngins. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. All right. You know what else we didn't do today? I'm Scott. I'm Rusty. Yeah, I'm not and even going to say what my title is. This was Labble the Bible. Yeah. Call Marjorie Telegram. <laughs>